The Blur Havoc podcast may contain content some may find offensive, vulgar, or inappropriate for work or school. All views expressed on this show solely belong to the individual that expressed them. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the Blur Havoc Podcast. I am your host, the rather inconsistent Alex Hagen. I have to admit, I'm not posting these uh, podcasts as often as I should, but I will say that the season finale is going to be a big episode, a very a long one-hour episode, and it's not going to be incendiary. It's just going to be something fun and just, just. I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but. I think I said I was going to do a response video or the response episode as the season finale, but no, I want to do something different. Um, here's a hint. Markiplier recently did a video using this software, so just just hang tight. The season finale is going to be fun. But drink of choice for the episode. We got a bottle of Skyra Icelandic Spring Water with 8.88 pH alkaline. Mm, that shit just hit different, bro. But... Today we're going to talk about something that I'm seeing a really shocking and um, very concerning trend um, in media, different from all the other shocking and concerning trends going on in media right now. Um, but with uh, with the release of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, there's a there's an issue of canonicity. Is, is canonicity a word? Before we even get started, I'm already canonicity. Canonicity is the word. Canonicity is what I meant to what I meant to say. But there's an issue of canonicity in this uh, in this show, um, for a number of reasons. Um, if you re- if you watched episode four, you know exactly why this if this series with this premise cannot exist in the way that it is now. It can't. Um, but I'm gonna start with a. Uh, with with this article from Bounding in the Comics, posted on June 6, 2022, it says, Obi-Wan Kenobi writer appears to be oblivious of Revenge of the Sith, has no clue Kenobi knew Anakin was Darth Vader. Lord. Lord. Hell, you don't even need to see Revenge of the Sith to know that um, Obi-Wan knew that Darth Vader was Anakin. If you look at Return of the Jedi, like... Luke confronts Obi-Wan's force ghost about it, and he's like, yeah, I knew, but I didn't want you to know because things would get a little squirrely, basically. Let's see here. I'm not going to read this entire article, just the relevant point to what I'm trying to talk about here. Let's see. Starting from the top. Obi-Wan Kenobi writer Joby Harold recently discussed the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show and appeared to reveal that he had no idea that Kenobi knew that Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader. Speaking with the rap, Harold revealed he didn't originally pitch Kenobi not knowing that Darth Vader survived their battle. He said, that was actually not something I pitched originally. That was something I discovered along the way and sort of had to confirm with Pablo Hidalgo and really think, hold on a second, what does he actually know? What do you mean, what does he actually know? Did you watch episode 3, 4, 5, and 6? Hello? You don't even need to watch, like I say, you don't even need to watch episode three to know that Obi-Wan knew who Darth Vader was. 
And you're telling me that this this bastard with the Force can't sense Anakin's presence within Vader? Really? Because that's literally how Vader knew Obi-Wan was on the Death Star in A New Hope. Because he goes, I haven't sensed that presence since. And then he just walks off really fast. Because he sensed Obi-Wan's presence on the Darth, on the, on the Darth Star. Christ. On the Death Star. Let's see. From there, Harold listed off a string of questions with one of them implying he and the team at Lucasfilm working on the show do not realize that Obi-Wan knows that Anakin Skywalker is Darth Vader. He questioned, does he know the moniker Vader? What would that mean? Can he associate the two? What was he cognizant of? How isolated is he? Where is Vader at this time? Where is his reputation and how well, would he, how well known is he? And all those pieces of the puzzle. Dude, like... You wouldn't have these questions if you watched episode 3, 4, and 6. You don't even need 5 to know that. Like, Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so even the article points out a YouTuber that said that um, there's a scene in episode 3 where Obi-Wan is watching the hologram of... of Anakin cutting down the younglings, or it doesn't show that part, um, but it, it shows him kneeling before Darth Sidious, and then Darth Sidious calls him Lord Vader in that hologram, which I completely forgot about. Um, so yeah, this this is it's never actually stated specifically, I guess, that they didn't watch Episode Three. But anyone who's watched episode 3 knows this stuff. So you can say from inference that these people have not watched episode 3. Um, so. Why am I talking about this? Um, I wanted to talk about this because of the bigger the bigger concept of canonicity and doing your research. right? And doing your research is super duper important. Um, because can canon is important and you need to do your research in the within the canon that you're exploring to understand what can and cannot happen because right now i'm currently working on an interquel slash prequel slash sequel book it's a companion novel to um the blur havoc trilogy that takes place before during and after the main trilogy right and i need to constantly cross reference between the books and this book i'm writing in order to make sure I'm not writing anything that doesn't make sense and contradicts the canon that has been established. Um, as in, there was one scene where I had to double-check a book that I wrote, a novella that I wrote, where I had to double-check if, if a character knew something that they shouldn't have. And it turns out I wrote something that showed that had the character knowing something they shouldn't have known about at the time, right? And also, I, I opened that book to see if I had named a counselor in that book, and I hadn't. So I got to name that counselor in this current project I'm working on. But, okay. So there's, there's a few, like, in let's talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Apparently, I, I'm not watching this dog shit. Okay, just so we're clear, I'm not I'm not watching this show, but apparently, what the premise is, is that ten years before the events of um, what's the movie A New Hope, Obi Wan goes on this globe trotting, I mean galaxy trotting adventure with Leia, and and with with the the Inquisitor Revo hot on his tail, and stuff like that, and it's just like 
this contradicts nearly everything <laughs> that was established in A New Hope. Because in A New Hope, Leia only knows of Kenobi through her father. He, she's never actually met Kenobi. But this show is saying, well, actually, Leia went on an entire life-threatening adventure with Kenobi. Where she was chased down by Inquisitors and, 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 and Jedi alike. And it was just like, what the shit? <sighs> Jesus. And then... Like I said before, the line with Darth Vader where he's like, I haven't sensed that presence since, and then he walks off in A New Hope. But in this show, Darth Vader has directly fought Kenobi 10 years prior to A New Hope. 20, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about human minds and time, all right? The further you get away from something in terms of time, the more twisted and warped your men your memory of that time is, Right? So I'd say 20, 2002 was 20 years ago. I barely remember anything that happened in 2002. I think I was in second grade. Yeah, for the first half of 2002, I was in second grade. All right. I can't remember anything that happened in second grade, dude. I remember my teacher, Miss Rosa, I believe was her name. But I, I barely remember anything that happened. Actually, barely, not even barely. I don't remember anything that happened in second grade. I just remember we wore uniforms, and I was at a, pi a private Christian school, and that's that's about it. And like, and my teacher's name, that that's it, All right? But ten years is different because ten years ago from today is 2012. I remember things vividly from 2012, like from t uh, ten years ago. I remember this event that happened in my graduate, my high school graduation, where my girlfriend at the time like for some reason like this dude was constantly like pining for my girlfriend and for some some way shape or form apparently at some point he was giving her a foot massage during like the preceding the graduation now why he was why she was letting him give her a foot massage is beyond me and that's a different story for a different day but um, the point is, is that I remember that one random event from 10 years ago that has no bearing on my life right now. Why does Darth Vader act like he completely forgot about Obi-Wan's presence when 10 years prior he fought him face to face on Tatooine? I believe that's Tatooine that they fought on. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the show. But like I said, they fought face to face on Tatooine. Not, I mean, not Tatooine. They fought face to face. They fought face to face is what I'm trying to say. And you're telling me within a 10-year time frame, they just, he just forgets what that sense, that force feeling feels like, you know? And he's just acting like this is a brand new thing. I, I'd imagine that in A New Hope, if he had just fought Obi-Wan 10 years prior, Darth Vader would be like, there it is again, he's here. You know, he would be a bit more, like, keen on that feeling because he's felt it 10 years ago. Like... He'd, he'd be like, I feel his presence again. It's Obi-Wan. He wouldn't be kind of confused like he is in the original movie. He was like, what the shit? I haven't felt that presence since back at the temple. Back in Nam. You know, he'd, he'd be a little bit more confused if it was like 20 to 25 years like in the original canon. But 10 years is not a long time, dude. It's not a long time. Like, dude, like, I remember, like, I lost my virginity about 10 years ago, and <laughs> I remember exactly what it felt like to get my dick sucked for the first time. It's, it's not 
something you can easily forget from 10 years. Like, 10 years is not a long time. But I need to move on. Um, so that's, that, that's what happens when you don't do your research. You write into the canon things that don't make sense, right? Things that, um, things that just don't agree with the canon. Right, and in in my in the bigger issue here is how people nowadays, or at least the normies nowadays, are um are not keen on being consistent with canon. Where it's like it's just canon, it's not canon. Your stupid canon doesn't matter. It's a it's a space movie about space wizards and space and galaxy and robes and and and, and laser swords. And it's like shut up, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, is that. You could easily make the argument in the opposite direction. Where I could be like, hey, so you like this series, right? It's like, well, yeah, I like this series. And I'll be like, what do you like about this series? I'll be like, oh, I like the scene where where um, we'll use a sequel, the sequel trilogy because it's, it's new canon that's added on to the previous canon, right? It takes place sequentially after all this other stuff, right? So I'll be like, what did you think about uh, The Force Awakens? I'll be like, oh, I love the fact that... Um, that uh, Ray defeated Kylo Ren because he's whatever reason they made up because there's no reason in the movie for Kylo Ren to lose to, to Ray, but they'll be like, oh, I love the part where Kylo Ren lost to Ray, and I'll be like, well, what if I told you in the sequel, like instead of, instead of getting the Last Jedi, in the sequel we get a scene where Kylo Ren absolutely slices Ray's head in half, and then like proceeds to like eat her brains and then throw her head across the galaxy and it hits mace windu's corpse on coruscant and then mace windu picks up the head and then it grows all of his arms back and then he comes back to save the day and the last jedi and they'll be like uh that sounds stupid and i'll be like but it's 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 not it's canon it's not canon canon doesn't matter it's it's a silly movie about space wizards in space with laser swords why, why do you care about canon? See, canon does matter. It does. It's just that people are weaponizing this as an excuse to say canon doesn't matter when it does. They're saying, oh, canon doesn't matter. They're only doing it to weaponize, the, weaponize what's happening in this series and make it quote-unquote legitimate. Because in my head, this series is not legitimate. Because it, 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 com- it this takes place in like some alternate universe because it completely bucks the canon of what happens in the original trilogy. And we see this in other things like... um. Actually, Star Wars is probably the most egregious example of this. It, where things like... Uh, honestly, this show is probably the... the the nexus of like issues with canon where people just go like oh the canon doesn't matter and this the last time we talked about this was um or as a community we talked about this was with the last jedi with um well actually there was a time after that but we'll get to that in a second but the last time we really talked about this was with the last jedi when people are like oh it's a stupid movie about space wizards with laser swords um, when we were talking about, hey, um, Luke Skywalker would not act like this in canon. He's been one that doesn't give up. And, you know, even um, Mark Hamill was like, this is not how Luke would behave based on the canon established. And he would just decide, I'm going to I'm going to sleep creep my nephew and slice his head off in his sleep. It's just like, that's not Luke Skywalker. 
And if you're going to make that Luke Skywalker, here's the thing. You can make that Luke Skywalker, but you need to show us why that's Luke Skywalker. You can't just have Luke Skywalker suddenly just go ape shit and go sicko mode in the middle of the night and just decide, oh man, I'm having some bad thoughts about my nephew. You gotta slice his dick off. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. You have to explain to us why that's the case. Okay, so here's here's a little short restructuring of how I'd, do, how I'd make that happen, right? So we could still have the part where Luke is disheveled at the beginning of the movie and we're like, whoa, why is Luke like this, right? And what I would do instead of having one flashback where Luke is just like towering over Kylo Ren and he's just like, I'm going to cut your fucking head off, dude. No, what I'd have is that I'd cut Kanto by entirely because it's pointless to the plot anyway, right? And I'd instead replace it with flashbacks that show that Luke and Kylo were, Luke and Ben were having, um, you know, they were having a bond. They were bonding, right? And, but then, like, Luke begins to sense something within Kylo that, like, doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like Kylo. He's like, what is that? And he was, and you could have, you can even have a, a parallel where he's like, I haven't felt that presence since the second Death Star. And he's like, who have you been talking to? And then Kylo's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Master. You know? And he's like, alright, whatever. Maybe I'm just tripping, right? Is what Luke would, you know. That's basically how Luke responds, right? So then you get another flashback where Kylo, he, like, Luke walks in on Kylo, like, communicating with Snoke through the Force. And then Luke can, like, hear it. And he's like, who the hell are you talking to, bro? And then Kylo's like, no one. And he's like, He's like, I know who you're talking to, or, you know, I know I'm just something, I'm not stupid, or something like that, right? And then it has another flashback that's going parallel with the events of, like, the you know, the present day stuff. And then Luke is like, Luke and the rest of the Jedi, you know, pupils, which would actually allow us to see there are more than one Jedi pupil besides Kylo <laughs> for the first time. Um, Luke and the other Jedi pupil, pupils, am I saying that right? Yeah, um... They're inside the Jedi Temple, and they're just like, like Luke is like standing in the center, and then the uh, the Padawans are surrounding him, and then Kylo's like, "What's the meaning of this?" And then um, Luke is like, "I know who you've been speaking to, Ben." And this is and basically he's like, "This is an intervention." He's like, "Either you stop now, or you are expelled from the Jedi Order." And then um, and then Ben is like. You have no idea what's out there. You only know what you know, which which is where this this is how you could tie it into the present um, timeline or the present day storyline where Kylo tells him, hey, you don't know everything about the force. You've never explored the dark side. You only know the good side. And then um, and then Luke is like, I know what the dark side is. I've been tempted by it and it's not the way. And you can actually have a back and forth of ideologies and it would make this far more interesting than. Luke just decided I'm going to slide my saber into his back while he's asleep. And that's how I would have did The Last Jedi. So that there's an actual legitimate reason for Luke to give up hope. Because now his now his psyche and his ideology has been questioned. And he he's not sure if what he believes in is the right thing anymore. Not because he just gives up, but because he's just really unsure of what he believes in. So he has decided to just not follow anything because he's just he's, he's more of a gray jedi at this point rather than just giving up 
he has give, given up on the light side of the force, but he has not given up on the force. And that's how I'd write The Last Jedi. A little short reconstruction, if you will. Oh, there's some good-ass water right there. So, but but why is canon important? Um, we're going to pivot now. It's going to seem like a little bit of a tangent, but we're going to pivot. Back in my childhood, the first... 3D Sonic game I ever played was Sonic Heroes. As a matter of fact, let me pull up the manual so I can quote exactly what I'm about to talk about. Sonic Heroes manual. Sonic Heroes. Let's see. Um, it is it is the part in Shadow's bio. Which. Damn, where is it? Holy hell. What? Did I miss something? Hold on. I feel like I missed something. Where are the characters at? What the shit? Hold on. I feel like I just... <laughs> I just had a moment just now where... For some reason, the characters are not in that manual. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Alright, there it is. Alright. Oh, excuse me. Here's Shadow's bio in the manual of Sonic Sonic Heroes. I mean, <laughs> whoops. It says, created by the renowned scientist Professor Gerald at the peak of his career, this black hedgehog is the dark incarnation of Sonic, which is not true. Matching him in both speed and ability, Shadow never ages and can use a technique known as Chaos Control to distort time and space using the Chaos Emeralds. Since his fall at the at Colony Arc, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, it literally says Sonic Adventure 2 Battle in the middle of that bio, he was presumed dead but has since been discovered by Rouge alive and in suspended animation at Dr. Eggman's base. He now suffers from amnesia and has no memory of events prior to his release. That I never realized how terrible that bio is worded, but besides the point. The thing that I really like really got me into Sonic at that point was reading that bio for Shadow and just going, What the shit is a colony arc? Sonic Adventure 2 Battle? What the what is that? Chaos Control? What what is happening? Gerald Robotnik, what? the shit as a kid it blew my mind because as a kid i was more so into like you know comedy shows with one-off episodes you know non-serialized shows and stuff but that was the first that was the first instance of me coming along something that had canon and just going like i kind of want to know more about what happened right so I got Sonic Sonic Heroes. I rented Sonic Heroes on the on the Xbox, and I ended up getting it like officially. And then, um, what happened after that? Sonic Adventure Two. I got I got a GameCube for Christmas that year with Sonic Adventure Two, and I played the ever loving piss out of that out of that game. It was the first game I actually completed the entire story of, because I wanted to know what happened at the Space Colony arc. And that's why canon is super duper important, because it gives the it gives the the audience a sense of of the story progressing, as the story going somewhere, you know, which is an issue that Sonic games these days are 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 in serious you know st dire straits about. 
but you know it, the Sonic Sonic Adventure all the way to like Sonic 06 dare I say it's all one connected story even though there are different art styles and different locations and stuff it's all one connected story you got Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure 2 is a little bit more displaced from Sonic Adventure but there's still some connections um, like Knuckles saying the Master Emerald Creed or whatever it is and then there's Sonic Heroes which directly references the Space Colony arc and Shadow having his memories gone even though and everyone's like oh Shadow you're supposed to be dead right and then and my dog is barking um, and then there's Shadow that literally Shadow the Hedgehog is a direct anyway sorry about that my dog is being an asshole but Shadow the Hedgehog is a direct sequel to Sonic Adventure 2 because it takes all those plot threads from Sonic Adventure 2 it answers some questions nobody really had to be completely honest but it ties up some loose ends and and you know shows the origin of Shadow and you know it's it's basically a direct sequel to Sonic Adventure 2 like I said and then there's Sonic 06 which although Sega like acted like that was kind of a soft reboot in all honesty it still has connections to the games that happened before it where Shadow is working with Rouge and Omega for Gun it, in I actually didn't know this but apparently in the, the Shadow the Hedgehog hard mode or expert mode, it's kind of like instead of tutorials, it plays like Shadow's going through a simulation for training for gun. Um, still think the character motivation for him doing that is really not, you know, consistent. But at least it was alluded to in Shadow the Hedgehog that he'd be working for gun after Shadow the Hedgehog. So, you know, there's this canon of Sonic Adventure to Sonic 06, right? Then Sonic Unleashed happens, and it's like, okay, is this like a reboot? Like, where is everybody? Like, what's happening here? And then after Sonic Unleashed, there was, uh, what's that game? I think Sonic Colors was next in terms of mainline. And then it seems like so Sonic Colors was in the same universe as Sonic Unleashed, and it's like, okay, are we in a rebooted universe where, like, only Sonic and Sonic Tails and Eggman exist? Because Cubot, not Cubot, Orbot from Sonic Unleashed is in Sonic Colors, so we know that Sonic Colors and Sonic Unleashed are in the same universe, right? And then Sonic Lost World happens, and then Amy and Knuckles are reintroduced, but also the Flickies from the Genesis era are suddenly reintroduced. And at the same time, Cubot and Orbot are from, Son from Sonic Colors and Sonic Unleashed are in this game too, so it's like, okay, so what canon is this? Are you, are you telling us that Sonic Lost World, Sonic Colors, and Sonic Unleashed are still in the same canon as the Adventure Era games? Okay, what's going on here, right? And then Sonic Generation happens, and it's like, okay, yes, all of that is in one canon. Cool. All right. Gotcha. No, wait. Sonic Generations happens before Sonic Lost World. My bad. So, yeah, we knew Sonic Sonic Generations all the way to Sonic Adventure. That's all one canon. Sonic War, Lost World happens, and it kind of affirms that, yeah, it's all one canon. But then Sonic Forces comes around. Sonic Forces comes around. And with one line, everything is thrown in the question where the entire fan base is still really uncertain about what what is going on with the canon at this point. Because... It's literally one cutscene, which I finally got around to playing Sonic Forces. We may talk about it in another episode. In another episode, I'm sorry. Um, where so classic Sonic shows up through a portal and saves Tails from Chaos Zero. 
and then Tails, with one stroke of, of a line, said, just destroys the cannon by saying, Oh, you're that Sonic from another dimension. I thought classic Sonic was from the past, not another dimension. So now I'm confused. And then there's this new... There's this new explanation that apparently after Sonic Generations, Sonic, the classic Sonic goes back to Sonic 3's timeline, but then goes to Sonic 4. And Sonic 4 is in a different timeline, apparently. And then there's Sonic Mania after Sonic 4. So Sonic Mania is apparently in a different timeline. But here's the thing. Why would Tails know that? Why would Tails know that so that, that, that created a separate timeline? It's writing for the writers. It's not actually canon. As a matter of fact, someone on TV... Let me, let me pull this up. Someone on TV Trope... Uh, tries to explain away the, um, the, the alternate universe or alternate dimension Sonic thing. Let me see. Let me see. Awesome ego, awesome music, badass decay. I gotta, uh, I gotta open all these. Hold on, hold on. Okay, I found it. It's under common, quote unquote, common knowledge. It says the revel, the relev. Relevation? You mean revelation? That classic Sonic is from another dimension slash timeline has caused the assumption that the classic era games have been retconned from modern, modern Sonic's dimension slash timeline, which, as the presence of Green Hill and Chemical Plant should in indicate, is blatantly untrue. Sonic also mentions that the Death Egg just won't stay destroyed in Eggate, referencing the times he's destroyed it in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Word of God has also all but confirmed during South by Southwest 2019 that the classic era games are still canon to modern Sonic's world by stating that modern Sonic's timeline has remained the same. Okay, so the question is, why does Tails say that? Why does Tails say that classic Sonic's from another dimension? It still it still doesn't make any sense. Either it's a it's a screw up on the it's a screw up on the writing part or it's a plot hole. It it doesn't make any sense. For him to say that classic Sonic is from a, 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 another dimension or some shit. So yes, it said it shows that there is evidence that classic, you know, classic era games still are canon within this universe. It doesn't make sense for Tails to say that classic Sonic is from another dimension. That doesn't make any sense at all. And this is what I mean by this is what I mean by with that one line, Sonic Team caused so much confusion amongst the fan base. The fan base is absolutely confused about what the hell is going on with that line. And that's why it is in, in this long-winded rant about Sonic and Star Wars is all to tell you that canon is super duper important. Because people care about canon. Regardless of the franchise, people care about canon. I, sp I especially care about canon, especially in Sonic games. I love canon in Sonic games. I hate that Sega constantly has to make Sonic this Saturday morning cartoon thing. As a matter of fact, I saw something on my Instagram this morning where um, people were pointing out how it's interesting how Sonic went from, not Sonic, uh, 
Sonic Colors went from one of the most beloved Sonic games in the past decade to one of the most hated. Why? Because it told Sega that people don't care about serialization. That they that we don't care about um, canon and the stories connecting with each other. That we don't give a shit about that. When we actually really very much do. Which color should be lauded for its gameplay, but the story is not good. Just like the story in Forces is not good. As a matter of fact, I promise you my next episode is about to be about Sonic Forces. Because we gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about Sonic Forces because it's garbage. So, with that being said, um, long story short, do your research when you're entering a canon that you're not familiar with. And make sure that you give a shit about canon. Because canon is super duper important. It causes your world to feel like it's alive. Like it's inhabited and the world evolves even though you're not looking. So yeah, that's my um, 32 minutes worth of uh, canon. So, I have been your host, Alistair Haken. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one. I'm going to drink this water. You have a good one. listening to the Blur Havoc podcast. Purchase the Blur Havoc book series on Amazon Kindle or paperback today. 